It's time for Between the Pipes with Andrew Raycroft. Hey, let's go. There's going to be a lot of traffic on the way to the game. Ah, uh, don't worry. I got Bruins plates. People get out of my way. Au revoir. Have a good game. Great plates. I want them too. Are you even old enough to drive? Presented by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning. The name to know when your drains don't flow on WEEI. 11 o'clock straight up. Frozen Four in town. Bruins playing important games. Let's welcome in our friend Andrew Raycroft of Nesson. He joins us now on the Harbor One Hotline. Between the Pipes with Razor, presented by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning. The name to know when your drains don't flow. Busy time of year for you, Mr. Raycroft. Are you jamming and cramming and all that? Jamming, cramming. Uh, we've got lots of playoffs, final few weeks of the NHL. So, yeah, exciting times. All right. So, should we be worried about the little lull that uh, Swayman seems to be in right now? No, I'm not using the word worried yet. Uh, it, was, it was bound to happen. Um, I, I talked a lot earlier in the season just about workload and playing a full NHL season for the first time and he's never played more than 35 games in a season and he's right at that number now he's at 33 34 so there is bound to be a couple weeks where just things don't go well uh, I think it's there's still three weeks until playoff starts so I'm not worried about it I, he's got to fight through it a little bit and, and he, you know he's a great pro he's gonna work through it that's that we know so so it's just a matter of getting a couple breaks to go your way now and, and turn around the other way. But I'm not worried. Uh, it is something, but I'm not worried. How much do you, or how do you manage these final 12 games, not just with the goalies, but you look at, you know, Pasternak and Frederick and Hampus, like all these guys are, are dealing with injuries right now. Well, health is first and foremost. So if you need to give all those guys 12 games off, then that's what you do. Uh, that's first and foremost. With the goaltenders, you're you're probably still splitting them. Listen, Allmark's won five in a row now, and, and the two games he lost prior to that were in the last 35 seconds of both of those games. So he's been playing very good. He's been steady Eddie. He's feeling confident. You can tell that in the puck handling he's been doing out on the ice. So uh, to the to the goaltenders, you're, you're going to keep them both in the mix. You're probably going to see both of them come playoff time. And with the players, listen, if David needs 12 games off to get healthy, that's what you do. You get as healthy as you can while still trying to get home ice advantage. Now, you mentioned in there the uh, the Olmark games where they gave up goals late. How about just late in periods? And it happened again in Detroit where they are up 2 nothing, and then they give up a goal with under a minute to go. That has been sort of a theme all year. Any reason as to why or anything you can put your finger on as to why they're giving up these these goals so late in periods? It's hard to say, and typically if it's a bad team or any other team for that, you would say, well, they lose focus or they start looking ahead or they're not finishing things out. But as we know with this team and with this core and what we've seen from them, they're actually very detailed, very focused, very defensive-minded, very uh, on-the-ball type group. So it is odd that they're the ones giving those up. I think at times, it, it, almost like how the Patriots try and score at the end of a period or at the end of half to create momentum and then they get the ball back. In the, I feel like the Bruins do that sometimes where they recognize they're, they're almost thinking too aggressively late in the period where they feel so confident that we're going to go get one here and really bury them. And, and it's, it's exposed them at times. I think the other night, Taylor Hall has a chance to get it out. The guy knocks it down from four and a half feet. So there's, there's also bad breaks happening. And, and that's causing the trend to, 
to, to go a little bit longer than what it usually would. But, but it's something, obviously, come playoff time, you cannot afford to give up a goal late in the first period of game one to the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Florida Panthers. Andrew Raycroft talking Bruins with Gresh and Keith here on the Harbor One Hotline. I know that Pasta's been dinged up. Guys have been in and out of the lineup. How do you view what is going on with the power play right now? Is it a victim of circumstance or are there some bigger issues afoot? No, no, no bigger issues. It's circumstance. You, you've missed Patrice Bergeron for quite a few games lately, David Pasternak. And, and power plays come, get hot, and they get cold. It's, it's inevitable throughout this entire season. You see it with every kind of team in the league. That special teams are one of those things that go hot and cold. And, and with this group not having the rhythm, having a guy out, it's such a difference with the entries when one person's out and one sticks out, one guy that they're used to having. In, in the lineup. So I'm not concerned about that. They can flip that switch pretty easily of all the things they can flip. Uh, it's just not going their way right now. And, and when it doesn't go their way, I think at times the issue for the Bruins at times when their power play isn't going, they try and get fancier. They try and make more seam passes. They try and make more one-on-one plays when in reality, it's got to be the opposite. You got to go meat and potatoes. You got to get it back to the point and just shoot pucks and hope it hits a leg or a back or a head and goes in. And that would be the one fault I would say that's been consistent that when it's not going well, they try and do too much. Now, the latest on Jake DeBrusque now is that he's going to stay with the team next year because they're just not going to trade him. Fluto Shinzao had a write-up in The Athletic about it. And this is a guy I know you had, you had wondered, all right, if he doesn't get traded at the deadline – would that affect his play? His, you know, because he thought maybe, all right, this is my opportunity to get out of here, and it's not. He signed the extension, we all think, because it might have helped him get traded. Now it doesn't, and he might even be here longer. So what's your take on the whole Jake DeBrus situation now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, it, I mean, you just you just broke it down perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, what a, what a, an interesting story. Listen, Jake's been awesome. That that at the end of the day, he's been very good since the deadline. Like you said, I was wondering and uh, what the motivation is. Obviously, they had a nice talk over that signing extension that he was given, and and he's decided to to really up his game and he's brought it on a consistent basis, which is always the issue when it comes to seventy four is is that consistency, and he's done that since the deadline, and he's made Patrice and, and Brad better because of it. So. I think at this point now, it's really, I mean, who knows what happens in the summer at this point, but it's good to see that none of this has affected him. And if anything, he might feel relief. And I mean, he's celebrating, he's smiling. We were seeing him score goals and not even bothered to put his arms up in the air earlier this season. And now we get fist bumps and jumping on the glass. So I think all that's really positive for Bruins fans in the next eight weeks. Andrew Raycroft talking hockey with Gresham Keefe. Razor's with us on the Harbor One hotline. Eric Hollis played pretty well after the team did not acquire a second-line center at the deadline. Is this fool's gold, or can we start to believe what we're seeing from Holla, 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 Holla? Hall of Famer. He's been great, and I think he's been very good all season, guys. I, I've been on the Hall of Train. I have, um, and, and I think he's the kind of guy that when he was put on that second line, when you put pressure on him, when you put responsibility on his plate, he's a better hockey player. And he fits perfectly with Hall and Pasta. And you talk about 
the way Charlie Coyle plays, and he was with those guys. But he's a puck possession guy. He's a big body guy. He, he doesn't play with pace. He's not someone who scores off the rush like Halla and Hall and Pass to do. And it, it's been he's a perfect fit for those two guys. I think he complements them really well. And he's done a good job of focusing himself to the front of the net. Because David and Hall are going to play perimeter. They're going to play on the outside. They're going to make plays from the outside. Hall has been doing a good job penetrating from the front of the net, and he's playing a 200-foot game from there as well, which isn't the easiest thing for a center to do. So a lot of credit has to go to Eric Hall to allow Taylor, to allow David to do their thing out on the ice. So it's not fool's gold in any way for me. I think this is, this is a guy who feels like he's an NHL second-line center, and he's out there to prove it. Razor, uh, Keith had mentioned there's like 12 games left in the regular season, but tomorrow night it's at Tampa Bay. It's the last time they're going to meet in the regular season. We know how close they are in the standings. Is there any extra level of importance to this game against the Lightning because of all that? Uh, yeah, the, the energy is going to be much higher than it is playing the Detroit Red Wings, and, and the antennas are all going to be up for both teams. Tampa Bay's been really bad. They have not played well at all. They lost again last night in Washington. So they, it probably feels like they're a little bit more desperate than the Bruins. So the Bruins have a little bit of house money going into Tampa Bay. I believe they can go in and play their game on the road. But, but certainly you understand that this could be a matchup in a few weeks. You're playing the two-time defending champions at the end of the season. So, so yes, it's, there's going to be energy if they if they win. I'm not saying they're going to you know to, to gas up the duck boats, and if they lose, I'm not saying they're going to you know bow out and four straight. But but of all the games that have been important the last two weeks, this is at the near the top. Do you think this season feels as long for the players as it does for us? I mean, yeah. all the long layoffs they've had. The the Celtics have two games left. The Red Sox play tomorrow, and yet there's still three more than three weeks left in the regular season in the NHL. It's crazy. It is crazy. I think the breaks help the players feel like it's not as bad. You know, talking to the guys, most of them feel pretty healthy. They still feel pretty energized. It's been a long time, but yeah. not many, not often do you get those breaks at Christmas. You get a two-week break at Christmas to get away from the game completely. So I think those breaks have helped, but, but certainly to – to, to think that they're going to play for three more months if they go to the finals. I mean, that, that can be daunting if you, if you start thinking of it that way. That is crazy. <laughs> wow, that, that is nuts. Now, Razor, I know you're going to be a part of the uh, Frozen Four coverage, and the Bruins had a 20, or have a 2019 first-round pick, Johnny Beecher. Numbers aren't huge. He's a part of the Michigan run to the Frozen Four. How does this kid project at the NHL level? And is there anything else maybe Bruins-related that we should keep an eye on for this Frozen Four? Well, yeah, Johnny Beach, one of the seven first-round draft picks that the Michigan Wolverines <laughs> have in their lineup tonight. They're, they have more first-round draft picks in their lineup than the Tampa Bay Lightning do. Uh, so <laughs> if you want to think about that. Is wow. Jaffe unsufferable Crazy. right now? <laughs> Oh, he, he will be this weekend. Yeah, I'm not. I won't be sitting anywhere near him in that building uh, to to listen to that. So, uh, Johnny Beecher, good on the forecheck, good on the PK, hard skater, finishes. Not a flashy offensive guy, similar to uh, maybe a Trent Frederick without as much jam. But again, going to be a guy who can you know be a serviceable NHL player and fill a, a role similar to what he's filling with the Wolverines right now. He's a third line player, really good skater, gets in on the forecheck, creates havoc for 
their high end guys, which, which again is crazy come college hockey, but it, this is a, a once in a lifetime situation for the Wolverines. It'll be interesting to see if, if those young kids can pull it out this weekend against a couple other veteran college veteran laden teams. Speaking of college kids, what do you think of the Bill Ricca kid, Mark McLaughlin in his first couple of games? Hey, he's great. You, I mean, you love, I mean, to be able to go out and score a goal on home ice in front of all your fans, in front of the team, you, I mean, that's, that's Hollywood type stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're, you know, it's all downhill from there. After you, you go out <laughs> on the ice and play Detroit Red Wings on a Tuesday night in right. front of like 4,000 people. I mean, the, it, it's not going to, you're not no. going to have the same quite juice no. that you would have had, but uh, a great start. Listen, he's got a long way to go. You, you, you know, you just keep plugging away, keep showing up. But he, he's shown he can skate with the NHL, and that, that's the first thing you look at for a new guy. Can he keep up? And it seems as though he can do that. And, you know, he's got, but again, it's, it's, it's a long, long debut here this sure. year and next. All right, so for those of you who are unfamiliar with the Tickle Trunk at Halloween, we interviewed Razor. We said, hey, what's your costume? He goes, I don't know. i got to go with the Tickle Trunk. Hey, it might be Canadian. We don't know, but it sounded fun. So for good, bad, or indifferent, Razor can stuff a Bruin or maybe someone in the NHL in the Tickle Trunk. So, Razor, who gets tickled this week? Well, I'm, I'm going Eric Hall up. We already talked about him, but but he's been so important for this turnaround, so important for David Pasternak's turnaround, Taylor Hall's turnaround this season. And, and like you were talking about, I still think he's getting overlooked a little bit, and, and I think he's going to match up real well against the other centers in this divisional playoff, that second-line center role. It's not going to look the same as David Krejci, but he does propose valuable minutes for this team. So Eric Halla give him some love for, for what he's done for this Brewers team the last few months. He should be the seventh player of the year award. Oh, look at that there sliding in there. Damn, took away one on of our – I was just going to say, yeah. took away one of our questions there for uh, Razor. But Andrew Raycroft, he'll be a part of the uh, Frozen Four coverage and Bruins coverage as well, and he's with us each and every Thursday here on uh, Gresham Keefe on WEEI. Thank you, Razor. We'll talk to you next week, friend. Have a good, busy weekend. I will. Thanks, guys. You enjoy Well, there goes uh, Razor again uh, between the pipes is brought to you by uh, John Sewer and Drain Cleaning. The name to know when your drains don't flow.